0: this is Vivienne back at the Heartbeat Lounge. I just interviewed my good friend, Ryo Cole, a true entrepreneur, started her business at the kitchen table 13 years ago, providing gorgeous wigs for the TV film industry and for us locals who want to look glam. Maybe we don't want to use so much hair, so we need hair extensions. She also gives back has worked with the Make-A-Wish Foundation and with her own project, My Song, has given children, teens, and adults an ability to fulfill their dream of becoming a recording artist. So listen up as you will be inspired by this wonderful speaker. Hello there, is this my song beautiful and famous <laughs> Rio Cole. Hello, my beautiful Viking queen, Vivian. <laughs> I, it is me. <laughs> it is, and thank you. Um, my audience is just going to love to hear your journey. You sent me your bio, and first of all, you are a true entrepreneur. Um, you started your business, meaning doing extensions, and wigs for celebrities or people, medical patients experiencing hair loss, and just women who want to look fabulous. You started out 13 years ago on your kitchen table. What <laughs> what gave you that inspiration? I, I, I met you. You have beautiful hair, and thank you're me. a stunning lady.
1: Oh, thank you, Vivian. I just want to first say I'm so thankful to be here. You are such a light and I'm just so excited for this show and just all the people it's going to touch. You are an amazing woman and such an inspiration for me. And I'm so glad to be here today. And hi, everybody. (laughs) Super excited. Um, Well, I will just say so the journey is so, it's all God. And I'll tell you so I'll take you all back to when I was 13 years old and I was getting bullied so badly in school. I was going to a, a Catholic school in Arlington, Virginia. My parents are Nigerian, and so for them, when they were in school, they would go off to boarding school in England. And my mother had five miscarriages before I was born. So the, the best thing and the closest thing to a boarding school was a Catholic school. <laughs> my mom and dad were not going to send me overseas. right? So I really am thankful for the discipline I learned um, there and the boundaries that I, I, I was taught very young. And I, I developed a, a, a relationship with God at a, at a very young age. So at this time when I was 13, I was getting bullied so badly and I wanted so badly for people to like me. And even the few friends I had turned their backs on me. And it was all for, it it, it all started with me having a crush on a guy and he liked me and another friend. And I told him, you know, go out with her because my dad's going to kill you. I'm too young to have a boyfriend. And from then on, he started all the bullying and everyone in my class started to follow him. And it was heartbreaking. So I had this inspired thought where God said, why don't you just go to the library? And nobody wants to hang out at the library during recess, but I had to protect myself from the bullying. I went to the library and the librarian said, take whatever books you want. I started glancing and I saw, I I came, I I just randomly turned the corner and saw these two big, beautiful pink books. And it said, it said 17 on the side. I said like 17 magazine, but they were textbooks. So I took them both. I checked them out, I took them home, and oh my gosh, I fell in love. These books taught me all the basic things of how to do my own manicure, how to give myself facials, how to do my eyebrows, how to exercise, and I just started to fall in love with beauty. And then I started practicing on my dad. He was my first client. I Mm -hmm. said, can I do your manicure? Can I do your pedicure? (laughs) It was so cute. So that was the very beginning. And I transformed myself. And I just said from that day on, I'm going to start to accept myself and start taking care of myself. And that's, that was the beginning, very, very beginning. And so once I got to high school, Everybody knew me as like the makeover girl. I'm like, come to my house. I'll do your eyebrows. And at that time, we were all over-tweezing our eyebrows, okay? So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so my friends would come over, and I would give everyone makeovers. And then we then we got to college, and next thing, people were saying, can you please dye my hair? I will start dyeing their hair. And I, I got into extensions, uh, actually, in, in the eighth, and yeah, at 13 years old. I put two little pieces in my hair and it just transformed me. And I just, at that moment, fell in love, like I said. And, and I really saw what it brought out of others. Because I believe that we have yes. to show up. We have to show up, give our best face forward. And that has always carried me through the darkest times in my life. To show up and put myself together despite what I'm feeling. And uh, so now I'll fast forward to <laughs> the business idea. I got to Los Angeles and... I noticed, believe it or not, even though this is like the capital of celebrity, beauty, TV, film, industry, there was not a lot of options for people to go and find hair extensions. We had the general shops where they would have, you know, extensions that you can buy that are pre-made. And those are great, too, for people who might want a temporary look. But for a long lasting, high quality hair, that was very rare. And what started to happen was people started to stop me and say, who does your hair? Who did your hair? And I got this intuitive thought, like, everyone asked me anyways, and I'm always referring people to where I get it from. I wasn't even getting hair out here in LA. I was still using my vendors from the East Coast. Uh huh. So um, yeah, and then on top of it, I, I knew that the wigs, before the wigs hit it big, I already, back in like 2005, was already testing them out. And, and studying how to make them. And so by the time I decided to do this on my kitchen table, I I just said, you know, I really want to make a difference out here. I think it's going to be a great business. I love this stuff anyways. And you know what else behind it, Vivian, was behind the whole story of why I also wanted to start the business. Tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me. <laughs> I am a singer songwriter. And that was my first love. I, I missed that part of the story because bes- Going back to the eighth oh. grade, besides the beauty stuff, the reason why I endured at that school was I was going to go off to music school and, and start my music career yes. in high school. But my parents had, again, they, they wanted to send me to a Catholic high school. Right. I was very disappointed because I wanted to do my music. Again. And uh, so I, I'm i a singer songwriter and, and God had op- has opened up the doors for me to shine in that way as well in his own time, not my time. But yes. um, that was another part of the story where I was going to I endured the bullying and God gave me relief. And I, I found ways to take care of myself through that. Uh, of course, he sent angels to help me. Um, the lady who was helping me with my braces, she was cleaning my teeth at the time. I opened up to her about the bullying and she said, yes. sweetheart, you laugh at them when they make fun of you. Don't let them see you upset. And it it worked. <laughs> so God helped me through it. But uh, fast forward back um, so, yeah, part of why I said I'm going to start this business was, as I said, well, I'm going to figure out a way to also make my music career work. And so this will finance this. But, you know, you tell God your plans, God laughs. The, the hair business took off <laughs> very quickly. So <laughs> and. Um, it's been a gift i've worked with people from this time from starting on my kitchen table it's such a gift to work with kim kardashian and serena williams lupita Nyong'o. i'm working with so many shows i'm working on chicago med right now making wigs for awesome. on that show and so many so many other things i can't even get into the whole list but i'm very blessed and um yeah so that's a long answer well, to that
0: question <laughs> you know i um what comes off you is you're fearless i mean we all face fear and when we face fear, we have to decide what do we do with it. Okay, so yeah. you know, you do with it. You uh, maybe talk to your parents, talk to your friends, and then, uh, of course, we we both love God, so, yes. so we go to a higher power. Yes, we pray it through, and we do our part, and and the Creator, the Divine, does His part. So yes. I totally, I t- I totally get that. And of course, with all these people, how you connected on. The celebrity circuit. I mean, do you actually go to these people's homes like Kim Kardashian yes. or Serena Williams or, you know, uh, because you're also working with their stylists too, right?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. It works so many different ways. So take their measurements because it's super important to get the mold of their head to make sure the wigs work or the stylists want to do it themselves, and that's totally fine. But uh, I'm just so grateful because every opportunity I've had, I just always feel God's blessing. And uh, it's such a, a joy to hear people's stories and and how God also uses my life to be of service to them, oh, too. Definitely.
0: Well, I'm just thinking that, OK, so I'm a big celebrity. and We're going to go. We're now in the let's pretend world. And I'm a big <laughs> celebrity. Well, if I because you're so busy, you're either going to events, you're either writing a book. Right. Because you have to be on a platform to represent yourself in some manner. I would think I would have people come to my house. I mean, I don't know so on. And yeah. so, uh, you know, if I had my stylist, that's okay. And then you provide the extensions. But then do you actually place extensions? I
1: don't. You- I don't. Oh, I just yeah. I just manufacture so my, oh. my biggest specialty are the custom wigs first. That's the TV okay. and film. Because TV and film wigs are totally different from a wig that you would get just to change your color. Like it's so intricate, you know, and they and the price range is totally different because it's supposed to look like their real hair and that HD camera picks up everything so you really have to understand wig making <laughs> to make oh sure goodness. that so so there's so much there's so much custom work and having to take measurements and then so with extensions like you know Kim she likes her hair super thick from top to bottom. And so we did a last project we did was like 50 inches of hair and that's very hard to get. So I produced my own products and I have my team and and, uh, it's, it's a gift to, to be able to, have fun! Yeah, I, I have all I, these real life Barbie dolls that I get to work
0: with. <laughs> I get it. So I'm thinking really quickly here on on wigs. Okay, so having yeah. wonderful wigs. So you you have a lace. You have to have them to breathe. If you're doing a full wig, if you're doing a fall, that's different. You're not wor- worrying about sweating so much in the back, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I I'm just thinking quality in hair. Is mm-hmm. your hair? I mean, the best hair is overseas.
1: Yeah. Well, every, well, when I make wigs for people, I look at certain things like the quality of, of their hair and everybody's hair strands are different. So of European hair, the strands are very skinny. So if a client is of European descent, got to make sure that the hair matches because if I mm-hmm. use a hair texture that's thicker, the strands are thicker. It's just not going to move the same. Now is where someone, let's say someone's African-American and they have more texture to their hair. Mm-hmm. I like to use Indian version hair Mm-hmm. Looks, it's a good match. Uh, mm-hmm. so, so it is important to, to make sure that those things are comparable. And film wigs, the lace is so thin and the holes are tinier than your standard oh. lace wigs. So there's a lot more work that goes in just because it's so delicate and then it just melts into the client's skin which is what you want. And so with with me, yeah. And there's all these things that go in, like I can make a wig for someone and the color we love, but once that camera hits, that lighting hits, if the color doesn't look the way we think it should, then we have to change the color. So there's so much that goes into it, but it's important that the actor feels like who who the character is. Uh Now for replicating their natural hair, they need to feel like themselves. You don't want them to be distracted. And unfortunately, there's still a lot of, uh, you know, things out there where there's not always the best wigs all the time um from other places i'm not trying to you know yeah be other, the vendors. other vendors other yeah. vendors and that's okay yeah. sometimes the budget yeah. doesn't sometimes the budget won't cover a what very is intricate. the budget <laughs>
0: what is the budget here <laughs> on a custom made yeah, wig for yeah. a client well, <laughs> versus TV wigs.
1: Yeah, well, well television wigs start at 10 grand and they can go up to anything from there. I know uh, some wigs have gone to 75 grand for a wig uh, depending on so many oh different my factors. that's <laughs> like buying a, um, it's like invest <laughs> car. I'm buying a car for my head. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> and now, now for my for my everyday clients of women who are dealing with hair loss or just wanting to change their look or wanting to have fun it's a different type of wig. It's a different type of price point for that because we don't use the same film wig and we want to look a little bit more durable for an everyday woman who's gonna be out and about and just wants to feel pretty and still look natural. So um, so yeah, but I, I custom make all kinds of things. We do, we can make anything. I've had clients come and ask for all kinds of extreme things and we make it happen.
0: I so. that what's your turnaround time? If I decided, hey, I've, I, this is my look, you, yeah you, so walk me through the process you're going to measure my head you're
1: yeah
0: going to, I'd select the hair
1: yeah yeah so so it all just depends on where we're at at the moment but I wigs can be taken like television wigs sometimes they want them very fast that, that's very hard but they pay for that so anywhere from six weeks to 16 weeks depending on the time frame depending on how busy we are, but people know to wait for it. So now thankfully my shows that I work with, they know to contact me at least four months before so we can get the process rolling. <laughs> so.
0: I totally get the the lead time. Um, how do you um, prevent losing your wig? I guess obviously if there's a storm, <laughs> we're not going to go out there and we're not going to surf in Hawaii with our wig or are we? Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> i lost oh. my hair in honolulu i
1: know <laughs> well the good thing is well there's so many ways to attach them i i i love the glueless way so we just make it So again when you have a custom wig it fits well so we have different things little contraptions on the inside to keep it on so it doesn't go flying away in honolulu <laughs> um, and so um so there's different ways to keep it on so so for the television ones, I have sometimes the stylus, they just pin them in with bobby pins. Uh-huh. If the client has hair underneath, that's one way. Another way is they do glue. If that's, that, that's, if that's what they want, they can do that. But we do have different p- things inside to keep it on. Uh, adjustable straps combs, clips, and some of my clients don't want the combs and clips. I'm not a fan of combs and clips because it's pulling on your hair. I don't like that. So I like to keep it as glueless, adjustable straps from ear to ear, from the back of the neck, and it just holds it down. And then there's all kinds of amazing things out there, like something called a wig grip, which is like a headband that you can put on that's invisible. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And when you put the wig on, it just adheres to it like Velcro, and it doesn't destroy the wig. It doesn't destroy your hair. It just keeps it from slipping off, and it's
0: amazing. So, it sounds amazing. And um, you know, I'm, I'm reading your your profile here, and you said, "quote, music is healing." So, I'm going to touch upon. You also are recording artist and a singer songwriter, and you have worked with a great Grammy team, the music yes. producers, songwriters, and and I mean, I see here Chris Brown. Yes, Dennis Lovato, Pitbull, uh, Caiann yes. West, Kelly uh, Carlson, even Britney Spears. Yeah, Demi, yeah. Dion, Drake. Brandy, hey, can you get me some tickets to some shows? <laughs> I'm
1: probably sure I can. <laughs> Anytime you're all, you're always invited. Absolutely. Well, well we
0: got it. We got to make it a foursome <laughs> or something because hey, you know I love it when I I see recording artists, but I like to get up on the seat and just kind of rock too. So, yeah. Hopefully that's uh, co- cool. And yes. then this touched my heart. You launched your project called My Song. For adults and and teens and children, um, experience challenging situations like you said, cancer, illness, and they have an opportunity to become a recording artist. Tell my audience a little bit about that project, and it's been Uh, going on for a while.
1: It has been, you know, this is another God shot for sure, and uh, such something so dear to my heart. and so I'll, I'll, take, I'll, I'll share some personal things. So when I first got to L.A. and uh, I came out here and I, I didn't know anyone but my sister and that was very hard and I didn't know what direction I was going to go in, I suffered with eating disorders most of my life. By the grace of God, I've been healed and I'm in recovery today and I don't I don't engage in any eating disorder behaviors. I'm so thankful. So if anyone ever needs support, you can find me on Instagram or in, and I'm happy to guide you to what I did. And uh, eating disorders are very tough. It's it's an addiction. It's um, I definitely know it started from the bullying, and uh, there's addiction in my family. Not with my parents per se; they're not like addicts, but there's just you know there's just a spirit of addiction throughout my I mean throughout my family and other relatives who suffered. I had an c- uncle who passed away of lung cancer because of smoking. One of my aunts died of her overeating and had diabetes at a very young age. So it just it just shows up. Um, And I just knew I'm like, you know, thank God, I knew something was weird about the way I behave with food and the way I behave with exercising, always obsessed with over exercising. And my motives were not to just get strong, my motives were to control my body weight. And that's never a good thought for someone with eating disorders. Mm -hmm. I used to take laxatives to like, after binging on a bunch of baked goods. And by the time I got here and I went to see the doctor, she said, your liver enzymes are very high. It's time to lose weight and try to you know get this under control. And even with that news, I went to the grocery store and bought all these cookies and binge and just cried And I couldn't stop. And I prayed and prayed, God, what am I gonna do? So I started taking action. I went to this building on Olympic Boulevard here in Los Angeles. And there was an eating disorder therapist who would see me. At the time, my insurance didn't cover eating disorders. At this time, I don't even think they still believe that binge eating was an actual eating disorder. They still Mm -hmm. believe that bulimia and anorexia were the only ones. And I definitely am bulimic as well. (laughs) And and I went through periods of being anorexic and being very underweight. So anyways, I went to this building and I went to see this lady, this very lovely lady, and she tried to help me with my food and I would follow her directions, but I could not stick to the plan. And I said, why, you know, it's not working. But then one day I was there and I had left her office and I saw this beautiful uh, star. It said. You saw a star, was it
0: actually like a, a billboard or something
1: like that? Yeah, so it was a big, a big bright blue star. It said the Make-A-Wish Foundation and I got curious. I said, my first thought was, I want a wish to be granted. Let me go and see what they're doing in here. Yes. So this office I was in next to the eating disorder therapist, there's a bunch of offices there. So Make-A-Wish had their office there. So I walked in and took a card and asked them what they did. They said, we grant wishes for kids that are sick who have dealt with uh, cancer or, or dealing with any type of cr- chronic illness. And we just want to be helpful to grant their dreams and help them with their, with their treatments and, and their recovery. And it just touched my heart. And I took a card and I said, and I prayed to God. And I said, please help me with my eating disorder so I can be helpful to kids here one day. And that was in 2010. So by the grace of God, just a few years later, I was taking a class. And it was a beautiful class at the Landmark, at Landmark Education. I, I really loved their curriculum. And it was really about tools on how to live powerfully. And if you're creative like myself, I was, I'm was. i always open to learning. I'll always just tell our audience, be open to Coaching, learning, growing, personal development, growing your spirituality, all those things we need as creatives and entrepreneurs. So um, I took this course and part part of this class was we had to create a project and the project had to make the world a better place. And you have to bring people on board to expand the project and people on board that are more successful than you, can pull in more people than you. And the biggest part was you're going to have to step out of it and the pro- the project still has to move without you. And we had to do this in 12 weeks. <laughs> okay. And I said, OK, I take, I accept the challenge. So I started to brainstorm. I said, well, what do I really want to do? What do I want to do, God? And I just thought of myself as a little girl. Like I shared my story of being bullied. I wanted to go to art school. My parents didn't let me go. And I then started thinking of what if there's little girls out there that have that dream? And then I started thinking, what if they have cancer and they were told they only have six months to live and all they want is to write music and perform and share their song. I started thinking of that. And the next intuitive thought was, how would that make a wish you went? What if you could help kids and, and, and be able to grant music wishes? And I just had to ponder on that. And it started to move, touch and inspire me. And I knew that God bless the idea because Vivian, everyone I asked to be on board, it was a quick yes. Mm-hmm. Nobody said no. Everything always came together. So I called Make-A-Wish. I said, "Hey, I'm a singer-songwriter. I just want to be of service. Here's my God has helped me yes. with my eating disorder. How do I do it?" She said, "Okay, no problem." Within two weeks, they had a kid from Northern California. She was 18 at the time. Janine was her name, and she already wrote a song and she wanted to turn it into a professional song. I said, "Send her." So they sent they send her out to us. And they pay for the project, they paid for everything. We have the recording studio set up, everything. BBC Radio joined, Fifth Harmony, wow. Camila Cabella came and Normani Corday. I mean, all these people showed up. Oh, it was it was so magical. We wrote her song for her. We 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 spent we took three days. So they fly them in. They get them a hotel. They get wow. them all these things. And we had a—I had my celebrity stylist team come in and do hair and makeup. We got our clothes, wow. and it just at the end of the wish, we're all in tears, and it's so transformational because we get to use music to make a difference. And God has blessed this program so much. I've been continuing it. I have my own project called My Song, and now there's a big secret I can't reveal yet, but I'll okay. tell you here, Vivian. But we're moving into television, so I'm
0: super excited. But I'll I'll share more with that privately as more comes out. Oh yes. my god! You know, I've got some good projects I want to tell you about too. I can't and, wait, and that is uh, so cool too. Yes, uh, this is uh, well, it was meant to be. You know, we, yes. we, we mentioned a lot about God here because um, we we're a believer. And we all have challenges in life. And I I don't like to talk about them as issues or problems because those words are so negative. I know, right? Challenges is okay. It makes you want to jump over the fence and get over that fence. That challenge is a fence. Yes. But you want to get over to the other side. And this is what's so cool that you're doing with my song. And you started in 2013. Obviously, still rolling. It's taking on legs, probably, of its own. Yes, absolutely. And and that is so cool. And because you're so inspirational, you also shared your journey as a TEDx speaker and um, overcoming multiple eating disorders. And I'm sure people responded to you because I'm a sugar babe. And what I mean with this Mm -hmm. is I love sweets. Mm -hmm. and I don't want to recover I just want
1: to (laughs) modify yeah
0: yeah well, this
1: is great. This is great. Thank you, Vivian. And you know what? There's nothing wrong with enjoying food. God wants us to enjoy our food. God wants us to enjoy life. There's so many natural instincts that he gave us so that we can enjoy. Now, when something starts to become detrimental, that's when to consider. That's when it's like, hmm. So I do identify as a sugar addict. What that is, is once I eat it, I react differently than my friends. I react differently than people that I know. They can have a donut and leave it alone. For me, when I have one, I want a hundred. It's like the I get cravings it. are intense, I get and so it. you want to roll so just, with it. You I want to roll, roll with it, and it, it rolled into me gaining a hundred pounds. <laughs> but thankfully, I've lost. I've lost most of that weight again. I'm so grateful. And I and and there's different. You know, every. Okay, eating disorders are very complex and everyone has a different way it expresses. Yes. Some people are more anorexic, and I've had that as well, where I was underweight and barely eating, and I was trying to control my weight. And you know, so in their recovery, some people suggest please just eat whatever you can to gain the weight. It doesn't matter if it's sugar. Um I get it. And there's and there's some people who are anorexic who also are sugar addicts, and it may be recommended to just not, you know, touch the things that make you crazy. And then the bulimics try to control their weight, too, by overexercising, laxative abuse, or making yourself throw up. And then the compulsive eaters, the binge eater, eating too much when you're not hungry. So I have all three, and I, and I, and I needed a spiritual solution. So I'm, I'm very thankful that God has guided me. So at that time of my TED Talk, it's been a few years, I shared where I was at that time and where I was in my journey. And, um, you, you know. You need to
0: go back. Need I need to, to go, go back, back and get up to You update. need to go back and say, hey, you know. I'm back. And, and, you know, it's not a cliche, but life is a journey. It has different twists and turns. So sometimes life is adventurous and sometimes it's not fair. But you need to get back on that platform. You're a beautiful speaker. You inspired Mm -hmm. me and everyone Mm -hmm. else who interacts with you. What would you you like your legacy to be?
1: Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Well the biggest thing for me is that everyone you know finds I this is just for me I, my relationship with God is number one. I know that I'm here to do God's work and I even see that through my business and through all the inspired thoughts there's times where I'm on set and I'm working with someone and they start opening up to me about their eating disorder and I can get to I get to be strength and hope for them that it's possible to get healing if they're dealing with drug abuse, even though I don't have a drug issue, but I understand what it's like to be addicted to donuts. So I have that in common. I can guide people and support people. I do a lot of service in the 12-step world and recovery. And I pray for people. I pray with people. I support people. Um, I think for me, my legacy would be to live a life that I love and to live life well and to to live in God's will for me and that other people have the access to that. The biggest heartbreak for me is Watching people die of things that are that could have been avoided, yes. right? Or bad choices, Definitely. Definitely. especially especially in this industry. There's so much suicide and negative things, and the drugs and the alcohol and the eating disorders. All yes. those stuff have progressed and created shortened people's lives. And so for me, I just, I'm an example today. And I I totally have, I was like, God, whatever you want to do with my life. Like I was going to get married. Vivian knows she met my ex and I loved him very much, but you know, things didn't work out. And I just have to trust that God has a bigger plan. And what I think I know may not be everything, but I am a visionary. I do, God do give us that creativity to, to visualize and to speak life over ourselves. So my legacy is just to be an example and just to live a good life and to also give other people the, the opportunity and freedom to do the same. And I come from immigrant parents and anything is possible, I, I, I don't focus on I know negative things are going on in the world, but I, I try to stay at, you know, with God and th- it's like, I don't let myself get too wrapped up. I just pray and just do all I can do is just be a good example and allow others to do the same.
0: I, I, and, I, uh, I love stay your... away from those negative things. And, and we need, um, we need creative people because creativity takes us to uh, beautiful stories, beautiful songs, beautiful yeah. solutions in this uh, world that is challenging. Right. But, yeah. um, I, I just totally support you. And my audience, I know, is just going to uh, bloom even more hearing, hearing your beautiful story. So uh, God bless you. Thank you for listening to The Heartbeat Lounge, where creativity and passion meets with much success.